0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 225 of the podcast, which let's be honest, isn't really 225 because it's a re-release of Zandi's uh, episode. But you know, Chris Royce, who runs my Twitter account and who is just a marvelous all-around janitor, uh, suggested it because it came up recently um, on Twitter with a special attention to the m- amazing portrait of Sting that Zandi did. Oh, it's just so it's a really interesting, wonderful, charming episode. So I hope if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, you'll take this opportunity. Um, uh, and I think uh, it was a great suggestion. Chris, thank you so much. And speaking of great suggestions from Chris Royce and Tiana, one of my uh, other uh, regular listeners who has become a pal and who is San Francisco based. So I get to see her at um, San Francisco events. They uh, came up with a. Uh, gift exchange program for the holidays, and it's called the JV Gift Club. And I just think it's the cutest thing in the world. I'm totally going to participate in it, and I can't wait. It doesn't take much to do. So um, here's a little blurb that Chris wrote up for me. Here's how it works. If you want to participate, send an email to chris at christopherroyce.com. That's Christopher just the way you would normally spell it and then last name royce r-o-y-c-e Royce.com by friday december 9th with your name and a mailing address so you just have about a day to get involved it's probably for the hardcore listeners who listen every week um and listen right away when the episode downloads uh so and then the second thing is you pick up a copy new or used of one of your favorite books from when you were a teen don't forget to factor in shipping costs when you shop. And then on Monday, December 12th, you will receive a name and address to send your book to. So like I said, I'm totally going to participate in it. I'm going to write a little note and get one of my favorite books from when I was a teen. I might even try to think of something I've never brought up before, but that I do love and, um, and send it off. I think that's uh, just a charming idea. And if it's something you're interested in, definitely send your email to Chris at dot com by, uh, I guess end of day, Friday, December 9th. And, um, and include your your name and your mailing address and then he will send you someone to send something to i love it guys thank you so much um i hope some of you will do it i uh definitely don't fault any of you who don't i'm sure you have busy lives as well and uh, i'll talk to you next time on the podcast
1: now entering
0: nerdist.com
1: What it feels like to be doing your first podcast. Oh my God. Can you take it? I don't know if I can. Well, you might always have to bail in wipe the middle. me off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon we'll have the balloon drop. That okay. happens oh, about an hour that's what in. happens on Yeah, this podcasts? is a five-hour podcast, about oh. an hour in balloon drop. Okay. Two hours in, uh, ponies, prance Ponies! In. You can't ride them, but they do um, a little prancy prance in front of you. Wonderful. Poop, Poop. leave. You have to sit with the poop smell for an hour then but I it's manure horse right poop. yeah it's different it's different poop. yeah and then an hour later a clown comes in oh, and that, like a rodeo that, clown that is that i don't like yeah that's but the he one part i don't but like he won't fuck with you he's just there to clean up the cow oh, i mean the, then he's the pony manure clam. yeah he's just he'll do one. a little bit where maybe he falls into a face first listen he's very committed i to will his, laugh his, even his if ar- i don't ar- find it funny just to make him feel good he does also have a single teardrop but he didn't kill anyone he's an old he's an old school sad clown um no zandy i'm so excited you just said, uh guys, so uh, so you know this is Zandy's first podcast. She just announced that to me right before well, I started listening to Barry podcasts. Cast. Yeah,
2: that's fair. But yeah, yeah. Never <laughs> never done one before.
1: Well, I'm like idea, I'm worried though. I'm
2: like gonna be one of those people who starts talking about themselves and then really loves talking about themselves
1: so, so, so you're gonna be so i brought you onto a podcast to talk about yourself but you're gonna hold back in fear no that you no should have no i won't but
2: i'm just worried that i'm gonna be like in love with <laughs> hearing the words coming out i'm just worried yeah i'm worried you're opening a pandora's box oh, is i'm basically so
1: excited I'm about. this is very exciting <laughs> well, um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Oh, That's we'll definitely see. Oh we'll, definitely see. oh, we'll definitely see. Now I'm just being threatening for no reason. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. Um well I uh, just to recap, guys, for uh f- I don't know who cares, but I was excited about doing this podcast episode when we were up at Sketchfest because I think I always think of you and David Wayne, your husband, as being in New York. Um, and That's the way I think too. <laughs> right? And and you've been and now you're in LA, and I think same with Showalter Walter in black too. sometimes I just can't I I just think of you as always New York and I, I feel like the only opportunity I have to see you is if I'm at sketch as if you're at sketches well, but that's not even true anymore. it's
2: always lovely seeing you up there it's
1: Might I say having you whether up there. we're in
2: New York or LA
1: thank you very much how yeah. are you so how long have you been in like fully settled in LA uh,
2: I don't think I'll ever be fully yeah settled fair enough here. I feel um, that way too we came out in late August Okay. So not was not that around her. the
1: same time that Showalter did? I feel like I ran into he, him and had came, no idea he um, came. He maybe came a
2: couple of months before we did. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. And how he was the trailblazer. How are you feeling? I'm wiggling my shoulders. Like how's it? How's it all um, feeling? Not to be. Um, I.
2: You, I. I have a hard time talking about this because I. Um. I don't want to make people who fee- who like LA. Uh, feel bad or right. defensive. Um, perhaps I will like it more. <laughs> it is n- n- not ideal for me
1: yeah i would say it's so different it's just so different it's, than new it's york.
2: hard it's hard to compare and there's almost no point to compare
1: i think mean, that's probably true
2: yeah but i grew up in new york city so this is this is really really yeah culture shock not that i haven't been out here before yeah. but just the idea of not being able to go back is hard
1: <sighs> yeah
2: for a New York City kid,
1: yeah, really hard for a New York City. Yeah, because so many people I know that end up eventually moving to L.A. were, you know, they were from Denver and then they lived in New York for ten years and now they're mm. in L.A. Or they you know they weren't born and raised. Let's just say if you're brought up in Cleveland,
2: it, I could see
1: how L.A. would be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the thought of L.A. could be could yeah. be more more exciting. Perhaps. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's let
1: let me let me turn to the positive about. Cleveland Angeles, is just an you. <laughs> and by the way, some people love Cleveland too. I mean, you listen. know what?
2: Cleveland's motto sh- should be: "It's much, much better than you think," because <laughs> it I really is, is actually very nice. The winters yeah. are brutal, but it is actually uh, yeah. Why did it get me, such a bad rap to begin with? I just maybe the word is kind of funny, so it's like <laughs> it's, <just simple laughs> it's as like a, a cu- word. word. Ah. Um, I don't know. I think it's the butt of People's jokes, and it's actually quite a lovely town. I with very there. smart, uh, interesting people. The weather in the winter is brutal.
1: And so, how is it brutal in comparison to something? Because I think the weather in New York is being fairly brutal. Well,
2: I, I mean, I think it is this year,
1: um, and maybe for many, many, <laughs>
2: forever. <laughs> um, but uh, the thing with it if this is interesting at all, it's got a thing called lake effect, which oh, I only am happens in, in like, I think seven or 10 places. Does that in happen the in world. Chicago too? Like like Michigan kind of e- stuff? I believe so. And also in Japan, certain parts mm. of Japan where the weather is just completely temperamental and it can be sunny one second and like sleeting the next. And it just seems to just get the crappiest weather imaginable in yeah. the, in the winter. The summer is lovely. Gorgeous. Cleveland in the summer. What took you to Cleveland? Uh my husband is from there.
1: Well, there you go. <laughs> so I go there. There you go.
2: A well, few times a year. Yeah. Okay. That's really And I funny. also did a play there before we were married. Okay. And uh which was a um a nice experience,
1: but it it, it really they, it has a lot to offer.
2: Not that this is like you know. I sound like I'm.
1: You're doing a commercial, yeah, exactly. Live. No, but it's funny because um, I think my one of my last guests, Maria, but Faire, everybody is leaves like, and goes someplace else. Yeah, but then you maybe get to have the fondness about it that oh, David you, is so to, nostalgic. Yeah. yeah, like so nostalgic. I think people are really proud to be. Yeah, but I was like thinking about the show Hot in Cleveland and stuff, as if that's a that's it takes place in Cleveland, but it's also right. the the joke being like. For Cleveland, you guys are great looking. I
2: mean, whatever. there's worse. I, you know, there's worse places to live.
1: I yeah, would definitely. Oh my gosh, say it that. seems
2: like there's way worse places oh, yeah, to yeah, live. Oh yeah, And you're in, you're you're an hour's flight from New York City. It's pretty great. I mean, there's so that's many places. So sad that I think of everything <laughs> as being like how far
1: away from well, New York you City. You love and your and hometown. You love I your do. hometown. I so do. where were you? Do you grow up in the city proper? Yeah, I did. Oh wow, I grew up on the Upper West Side. Okay, and so. um, did you have that sort of Woody Allen-esque romance with the city from when you were young? Or did you always just think That's of it- a
2: very delicate subject right now. I Woody know, Allen is. and
1: romance. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get to what I'm really saying. Uh, did you or no, did you I,
2: not? No. Yeah, well, in fact, um, my... Uh, yes, my father... Uh, actually, was a contemporary of Woody Allen's and wrote oh, with him wow. sometimes. Oh my god! He was a boy. Um, I really don't ever do my homework. It's, no, it
1: leaves a well, lot of surprises. No, how would you? How, how a lot would of
2: you? I don't even think it's anywhere. You know, anywhere. But um, he, my father, was a comedic writer. Okay. and Did sketch comedy. So, what was your dad's name? His name was Herb Hartig. Herb Hartig. and he was also a wonderful a New York
1: comedian. Name? Oh boy,
2: and. Um, and he and woody allen were contemporaries and uh it's um sid caesar just passed and my father actually wrote a little bit for sid
1: caesar yeah that's a real like uh legacy kind of world that sid caesar show and that that sort of whole era it in New was York. he
2: was like one of those um um brooklyn boys made good yeah like he it, like Pretty much from when he was born, his impetus was to get out of Brooklyn and move to Manhattan where the real action was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah, this that. is a
2: film. I mean, this is what you're describing as a film. He had, It was a very... What you would think... It's a was kind of a Woody Allen Upper West Side existence, I have to say. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so... Um- but so okay, so yeah. I mean, listen, I we could talk about Woody Allen until the cows come home. Although mm. I don't know, if we I don't you two, think but- anybody.
2: You know, my opinion on this on this subject is personal, and uh, it doesn't add to the yeah to to the to clarifying the whole situation Understood. So i
1: don't think i should comment understood we need we needn't really discuss it anyway i mean i don't necessarily talk about current events at yeah. all uh, anyway oh, but right, since i since I accidentally brought it up yeah but i do like the idea of things being time like i like the idea of these episodes being a little more timeless mm-hmm. than that um the only thing i will say about it which is has nothing to do with guilt or innocence is just that um i just can't I cannot imagine being tried in the court of public opinion. Oh, I I just can't imagine it. I have a serious, it's so crazy to me. I have a
2: serious, serious problem with that. I also have a serious problem with, with, you know, if a girl is trying to tell the truth and nobody hears her, I have a serious problem with that. But the problem is, is that you can have all the strong feelings in the world you want. We don't know. Yeah. And that's the real problem. Yes. I don't, well anyway yeah that's, no, no, all, no, no. I, that's I all i want to say about it i agree I, that's, I, trick, it's, it's so very tricky. upsetting it's
1: so, so just... tricky i completely agree with you on all counts um but so yeah but so let's get back to you oh, okay. uh, so
0: so it's probably more interesting is, to talk
1: uh, no. <laughs> <Less> <laughs> no it's been that can think and get hashed out all oh over everywhere we don't it, have to do it, it here it already is uh, you know what i mean but yes. um but like in terms of that sort of I'm just always interested in, you know, my f- friends of mine who've had these kind of, these these upbringings that are either very different and, and unique or that have um, upbringings that could potentially be, like, ascribed to, you know, a certain sensibility, like what I'm saying about you, like, oh, you know, here you are. I I bring this up without even knowing about your dad's career and stuff, but do you have... As a child, is normal just normal to us, or do any of us ever have the sort of outside perspective where we sort of see the life we're having with a kind of lens on it? Like, oh, I I see. I I I see the movie Manhattan, and I can relate to that as a child. Like, were you? you I had both experiences
2: where I didn't know how other people lived, but I had a feeling that this was weird. Yeah, the way that I was growing up. Yeah, and part of that was because I lived. I lived on the Upper West Side, which was like the bastion of liberalism, and what you were describing, like kind of, uh, you know, a kind of Woody Allen, like Hannah and her sisters, kind yeah. of life. Yeah, people That's-
1: sitting in a in a in a comfy den with lots of books and arguing. About- yeah, yeah, and making jokes
2: and yeah. getting yeah. mad at each other and then laughing and then you know very kind of intellectual uh, a humor based, you know, uh, I would say, uh, heavily like Borscht belt humor in- sure. influenced. Um, uh, but then I went to school on the upper East side, which is almost a completely different world. Yeah. And so, uh, I sort of, um, and then I had to fit into that also. So it made me realize like, uh, I felt like a a perpetual outsider who Mm. was like passing for this Upper East Side kid. And so I think I had a kind of watchful take on everything. And I was like, this just seems weird. I just don't think people live like this. But I had nothing to really compare it to until I went away to college and I'm like, yes, it was weird. It was. I was right about that. It's so weird. Not unpleasant, you Uh, know, all the time, but very weird.
1: Yeah. Wait, were you am I just imagining this again? Did not do homework. Do not do homework, especially that, that, with people I consider friends. But were you in a Witt Stillman movie or two? Or do you no, just know no, that because was, you might as well have been uh, based well, on everything no, you just said. Um, like you I have so
2: a I have an acquaintance, Isabel Gillies, who was in a Witt Stillman movie, uh-huh. but the, that is the subject of cosmopolitan and that was that, that boy, that was kind of my life.
0: Yeah, that's he lived on right, the upper west I'm side I sure. was kind of
2: like somewhat embarrassed that he didn't and he's trying to fit into yeah. this world. And
1: yeah.
2: that I, I hope I handled it a little better than he did. <laughs> right. but, but yes, that was
1: very much my life. That's so interesting. So what what was your familial structure like in this in this cozy den with books and people are your I wasn't cozy.
2: Let's not <laughs> <laughs> it
1: just looked cozy.
2: Um, my So my dad was a, a comedy writer, and he actually uh, like was on the nightclub circuit along the same time as uh, uh, Nichols and May and Stiller and Mira. Love it. And he did a nightclub act. This is before I was born. He did a nightclub act with Paul Mazursky. Okay, sure. And then uh, my father was a, a very, very smart man who um, maybe took... Too much stock in his intelligence, and um, uh, <laughs> wanted to be the boss. And Palm Mzersky reasonably came up to him and said, "You know, I think I'd like to try writing some of this material instead of just, just you know, performing it." Right. And my father said, "I'm the writer. You're the performer, and that's where it ends." So Palm Mzersky said, "I, I think I'm going to go off to Hollywood and be very, very, very successful," <laughs> which is what he did. And then my father. Decided he didn't want to work with a man anymore because men gave him trouble. So he was going to work with a woman, and he advertised. And my mom answered. He advertised mm-hmm. for a you know a comedy duo with a woman because he thought they would be more um, compliant.
1: So it was like in the paper, like she would open up the paper. Like backstage. And be, uh, I don't know. Amazing. And maybe I it wasn't it.
2: backstage, but whatever course, it was. I mean,
1: of course you would. I, I mean, of course that's what you Something, would Something
2: Whatever backstage was then, maybe it was backstage. Yeah. Maybe it was. So my mom answered the ad and then they did this, they did this nightclub act about, you know, social mores and amazing. relationships. And it's all extremely dated now, but it was like very, Current then sure sure and um they have worked the same circuit as stiller and Mira and blah blah
1: blah and do you have brothers and sisters
2: I have one sister a younger okay. sister
1: okay but they're
2: you know then she gave up acting when when she had me um and he went into uh voiceovers um while also writing and stuff but voiceovers was how he made his living and so then that's my funny because Carrie Kinney too oh they yeah uh, her father and my father were friends oh, that's so i mean cool. you know rival friends they right were all, yeah we would uh he take me to like auditions and um um he had a very low voice like he did orson welles uh when people wanted to hire Orson Welles, but didn't want the, um, the difficulties, right. right. <laughs> the problems. Right. So, uh, but, so he had a very deep voice and I believe Carrie's father also has a deep voice and they would like see each other in audition rooms and go, hello, Herb. Hello,
1: <laughs> Steve, you know, like out, try to
2: outlow each
1: other. And oh, that's so
2: funny. It was a very small group of people who did voiceovers. Yeah. But they did all of them, you know?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I think it... I mean, I almost want to say it's still like that a little bit. There's. It's yeah. a very cloistered world somehow. Totally. In terms but of like, but yeah. things
2: used to run longer, so you could mm-hmm. actually make quite a bit of money yeah. doing this with just a few um, commercials airing. So.
1: Yeah. So did you... Okay. So did you... Um, so growing up in that world, mm-hmm. did you feel the pull to perform and feel like this is kind of m- in my blood or did they I didn't kind really of advise think about it? it. You didn't. I didn't think about it until things started to get tough. I yeah. just was
2: like, yeah, this is what I'm going
1: to do. Oh, okay. So it really was like, and they supported it. They weren't like, don't do, don't do what we did. They, uh, my mom is uh, my
2: mom is a little bit like oh, okay, she <laughs> don't want to make money. Okay, <laughs> right. um, my father I think he was just happy that I was doing exactly what he did. I, he liked me being a reflection of him. Sure, so I think sure. that that that, wor- that that wasn't like you know uh, uh, um, a discordant kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and did
1: you and have you lost your dad since? Or yeah, still, I, my yeah.
2: dad passed away a long time ago. Oh, how long ago? Um, 1991. Oh, wow. So you were pretty young, huh? I was... Well, I don't want to tell exactly...
1: (laughs) No, yeah,
2: just um, <laughs> yes, I, was, like, I mean, I don't know. I was, I was, I was you like very recently out of
1: college. Yeah. Yeah. And what was he, do you mind if I ask, was he ill or was it sudden? Was He uh,
2: was ill. He was a hypochondriac. He really was a little like Woody Allen, to be honest with you. I, um,
1: well, I think Woody Allen is a product of his environment. Well, I mean, he terms grew of that up in the same and so
2: much... neighborhood as my father yeah. did. And he went to the same call. I, I think they went to Brooklyn college, yeah. both of them. And it's the hypochondria. You never really knew where the sickness began and the hypo- or the hypochondria ended and the sickness began. It was yeah. very nebulous. Everything was hurting at all times, you know. And, um, but he was genuinely sick for, but he, he'd have, he has, di- he had diabetes and then he'd like, give himself an injection and then eat a donut and he'd say like this is why i haven't have the the insulin so that i can eat the way i want to eat i'm right. like nah, i don't think it works <laughs> that way
1: actually I
2: really don't think That's so not really nah, nah, yeah nah. so yeah he, w- he was he was sick but it wasn't a total surprise yeah. that it happened either did your mom remarry did she mm-hmm. no she didn't remarry but she um she did date someone for a really long time mm-hmm. after but, but as you know after he died i
1: think probably like about five years after he died. Sorry to nose into your parents' business. Oh, that's
2: a... <laughs> that's a I know they won't listen to... I know for sure one of them no, won't I be am, listening
1: to no, the podcast. I going to... Well, listen, <laughs> you have no idea how far this reaches. It reaches I'm, I am, You've got tentacles in... in yeah, into the other... At the Bridgehampton Library I mean, where I'm, my mom works. Yeah. yeah and, and also my number one listenership, Spirit World. Spirit, spirit, spirit World. world. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. If okay. you need to know whether oh, heaven exists, I can tell you right now, certainly the Spirit World does. Okay. Um, in fact, we're going to contact your father right now okay there's just a lot of rolling surprises this is very surprising yeah yeah indeed um okay so you knew from a pretty i mean you said you just kind of always assumed that you do it is that
0: uh it was a relief yeah to do it yeah oh
1: interesting it wasn't um
2: well my 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 high school my i went to the same place from first grade through 12th grade and, um, and that's on the Upper East Side. It's on the Upper All East girls. Side. They don't really groom people for acting. Yeah. Let's just say. Although a couple of actresses have graduated from there. But it's not really what's expected of you. What's so. the vibe like? Um, you know, I think it's changed a lot since I went there. But, uh, for example, when we left every day, we would um, curtsy. To our oh, teachers. Oh, wow! Which is really why my father wanted me to go there because he found it charming and very, <laughs> very un-Brooklyn. <laughs> um, yeah. We had uniforms. We um, weren't allowed to wear patched jeans. Um, uh, let's see. There were so many things we weren't allowed to do. It's hard to even name them. But were
1: you a good kid, or did you balk against those? No, I was and a stuff? pretty good kid. Yeah, I was a little sly. Were you? Yeah, but
2: I wasn't like, well, you had to be.
1: Yeah. You had to be.
2: Everybody had to be perfect. That was the kind of one of my m- one of my problems with the place. Yeah. They just didn't have any room for quirky, quirkiness. But I think that it's changed a lot because the headmistress now is more, uh, seems more like a, I don't know. She seems more with the times and uh, she's a very intelligent funny person from what i can tell from yeah. what little contact i've had but no it was it's very waspy i mean it's really waspy and i'm jewish so <laughs> i had to
1: keep the jewish part of me under wraps were there other but there must have been other jewish girls sure
2: there. but we were all doing our best impressions of um being uh, yeah being a protestant
1: what um were those the friends that you gravitated towards, or did you end up with a group of mixed, like, like, who, you no, know,
2: who, who, who I actually ran away from
1: my, oh. the school I went to is called Spence.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, for a little while, like in college, I kind of ran away from them. And the nice thing is that as we've gotten older, I realized that they are really nice people and we don't do exactly the same things but real. you can appreciate people for the people they are and we i really had a nice class and i can um when i get together now it feels very very comfortable and nice because we're past trying to put on airs and pretending to be somebody that we're not yeah and that is really nice yeah And we have a history, you know. Even if we took really different paths, we were together for some of us for twelve years. You know, that's pretty amazing. And it's a
1: small world. You really are that does kind of become like family in the sense that you, whether or not you love someone in the way that you would love a a friend that you just choose to have a daily contact with, you still kind of it is. There's a very specific intimacy. To being known in that way, I think that's got to be nice to kind of carry away with you if it if it stays positive, you know, if it is positive, which it sounds like it is.
2: Uh, yeah, it's like a continuum. Yeah. And you feel like there's some kind of pattern to things, which is very comforting. Yeah. And also, you know, I just was so resentful of the school for such a long time. But these kids have nothing to do, or women, have nothing to do with the school. They're women, you know? Yeah. So I can separate them from the school now and see them for who they are, which is really a nice group of women.
1: Did you have a feeling of I mean when you say you resented the school was it something that you that you felt on a very regular basis like did you have a feeling of dread going to school like Oh my oh, god. We
2: well go. not no I I have to say through 5th grade it was a wonderful wonderful school and a great place for little girls because they were really nurturing um they had really high standards you absolutely learned things but you enjoyed learning and it was warm and they had a great art program it was I think the first school to have a computer lab. Oh wow! So everyone came to. They they were they, that they had, We had a wonderful headmaster when I was little, and he was really forward thinking. And um, it was an absolutely wonderful place. It it like they like. Uh, I I like to paint and draw, and they really really encouraged that. And sent a note to my parents saying, "I don't know if you know this, but your child has an aptitude in this area. You should, you know, maybe think about like." you know encouraging her it was really great and then it changed character in 6th grade to a college factory huh. which i didn't understand until i got out of there that like they, it, that's how they get people to come in thinking that this is a direct pipeline to harvard and brown mm-hmm. and yale mm-hmm. so it's in their best interest to get those kids in there so they can say oh we have five people at harvard or sure. three people at harvard let's say um so then all my friends became my competitors hmm. and they kind of fostered that at- atmosphere. Mm. And they also pegged you as being a certain type of person. And once you got on that track, it was very hard to get off that track. And how were you pegged? Um, uh, quiet, shy, hardworking, diligent, um, good girl. And that's
1: of pressure,
2: yeah, sure. You, if you do anything wrong, you're not a good girl anymore. Yeah, it's too, it's too God, much. that's hard.
1: It's like it's hard enough when if you have if you're somebody who grows up with a familial relationship where you look, you know, that you're, your father or your mother kind of places those expectations on you, but when you're in a whole community of people where it's like the umbrella places that on you. Well, for example, I was preferable. third in the
2: class, there were six people who were third in the class. Yeah. I was terrible at math, but I was considered to be a good student, so I got put in the top math class, and I would literally um have Uh, a paralyzing stomach cramps before the class and have to go to the nurse's office and lie down. I'd have like panic attacks. Yeah. And I kept on saying to them, please put me in the, we, they actually called it this, the dummy math class. Please put me in the dummy class, please. They're like, you can do it. You're a good student. I'm like, I'm telling you, I cannot. They're like, just ask questions. I'm like, my question would be like, go over the first thing you said the first day of the first semester <laughs> and go slowly that I don't, you have to have a certain amount of information to ask a question. Not like I don't understand anything. Right. So finally, after having like a little mini nervous breakdown, they're like, okay. And I got put in the dummy class. I was so happy. I mean, do, do I need to know like
1: logarithms? Yeah. I got to I, really I just feel like I would. Do I really know that in my life? Yeah. No. And I think if anything, to me, that would just fall. I mean, you hear about that too. And to me, it just fosters. Like my instant solution is like, well, if I'm gonna have to work hard, but it's something I literally don't understand, I'm Mm. just gonna work really hard at cheating. Well, like that's probably what I would do. You know what I mean? If I was stuck,
2: I I understand having to work at something and get better at it. Like, but 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 to have the expectation that you are not allowed to fail is not fair because because you learn a
1: lot by failing. Agreed. And two. It should also be I mean we're, we're also talking about Like that's what's tricky About schools And I mean You know I could talk about The educational system mm. till the cows come home And probably not come up With any good solutions Other than that I just feel so dissatisfied By where we are With it as a country As many where of us did, do you, you went
2: to public schools? I, yeah I just went to
1: public schools mm-hmm. And um, and I graduated second In my class And I never felt Any pressure about it at all I didn't even know I was going where are to Where are you from? From Tucson, Arizona Oh And I didn't even know My parents were both Public school teachers Well my mom was a private School teacher But before that she had been public school Mm -hmm. but my dad was and um and i never felt that i never felt academic pressure in part because you know i we share i went to a public school that shared a campus with a a college prep public school and so i took a lot of those classes and vice versa you know and they they came over and so we and we shared arts classes and stuff but um i i just never felt the pressure and i i honestly didn't even know that i was graduating second until like right before i was shouldn't and shouldn't. then i was like oh that's a thing they were like you're salutatorian i said i've literally never heard that word I, what before. is that word i don't know what that yeah. means so it just but i just I, don't think
2: it i i don't think it has to be this way even in a private school i just don't ever see that you have to not love learning i mean I, when i went to college it was like a total revelation to me that I could be a good student and enjoy what I was doing, yeah, and have a good time. Just like, have a really good time, that and long. I was mature yeah. enough to handle my social and my my uh, my academic demands. Yeah, but also New York. I mean, I grew up in New York in the eighties, and I almost feel. Sorry for people who didn't grow
1: up in New York <laughs> in the
2: eighties, because socially it was a lot of fun. I bet. It so was yeah. A so lot what was fun. your
1: social life like when you before college, when you were in high school? Well, what was your I, social life outside of being the quiet, shy? You know, you're supposed I, I, to be. I, those when things. I show you the pictures of myself
2: in sixth grade, you'll understand why I had such a good time after I got contact lenses in, <laughs> in eighth grade it's because I. I am, will always be a complete and utter nerd, but it did not help that I had like inch thick glasses and long hair that my father wouldn't let me cut, like super long hair. (laughs) It was totally embarrassing. And my life and the way people perceived me completely changed when I got contact lenses and had the balls to cut my hair, despite what my father you know said it just it was like night and day and it's still hard for me to it the, I don't know just the way I was perceived was it with just those two adjustments was kind of crazy and then nightlife was so extreme you know I mean like I went to clubs did you go
1: to clubs even like when as like a 14 15 16 year old I or? probably didn't go I didn't go
2: like what was your what was your I'll tell you my that. first club experience, yeah. which is I had a boyfriend who, um, had a, um, um, I don't think I should even say it, it was a, a prominent person hmm. in that society okay. who was pretending to be straight, but was gay, uh-huh. mm-hmm. married, pretending to be straight, but right. was gay. And we went on his pass to Limelight And it happened to be Gay Night, but I didn't know that. And And so, wait,
1: this person was the person you were dating was gay, or the person? No, no, no. The person I was dating
2: was was not gay, but he was friends with this. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Man who was gay, and we went on this guy's pass. Gotcha. And it was that that we were like probably one of the few straight couples in there, and I'm like, is this what clubs are like? Oh my God. I was terrified and so exhilarated and it was so different from my school. I mean, it was like literally night and day. Yeah, (laughs) It was literally, and then area, there's this club that was, uh, um, just the best club I've ever been to in my life. It would, it would change themes Uh every few months. And, um, so they had like picture windows, like, like stores uh-huh. and they would do like dioramas. Oh God, and they have, I'm in. Uh, it, Everyone they would have a mannequins, magic word for me. And then they would sometimes change it up and have real people in there too. And you sure. had to s- sit sure. and like look and see if the people moved to see if they were real people or mannequins. And one time there was this mannequin of Andy Warhol. The theme was death and destruction. And there was this mannequin of Andy Warhol. And I'm like, oh my God, that looks so much like... Like Andy Warhol, and then I looked and it moved. (gasps) And it was. (laughs) oh <laughs> God, you must have gotten
1: such a kick out oh, of I me mean, that's you know, like even
2: at the time i was like Andy this Warhol. is something special yes absolutely <laughs> this is crazy and
0: it wasn't oh, like is velvet rope like experience. it is now yeah. it's like
2: everybody in it together yeah. if you got inside you got inside it was like it was it, they played great music the atmosphere was so great it was like a little bit dangerous but they had co-ed bathrooms i'd never seen mm-hmm, that before mm-hmm. it was
1: just and you really... were still in high school for sure oh yeah but they, they weren't but they so didn't cool they didn't yeah i didn't even have a fake id yeah
2: they just didn't if you were a girl and you were decent looking you got in yeah. places you know you i always say like, i mean i a lot. you weren't was, sucking your thumb or right even, if you, if, you <laughs> even were, if you were
1: i don't know <laughs> i didn't suck my thumb well i always say that like i do i mean maybe i don't always say this but i do feel like i'm Ugh, it's tough because I don't want, because I do have s- some young listeners and I don't want to encourage them necessarily to make bad choices as young people because I, mm. I, I, I definitely took risks that I wouldn't, I would right. never advise anyone to take on the flip side of which that, which they're going to do, which anyway. they're going to do anyway. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is it like, you're not, you're not going to listen take to my risks, podcast and make it a, be smart about it. Exactly. Be smart about it. Yeah. You know, I, I never,
2: it. even though I was in that kind of, Seen, I never did cocaine I've never done cocaine and the way I got out of it <laughs> which is so instead of being cool and saying I don't do it thank you very much right. I would I didn't think that sounded good so I would say like oh if people offered oh I've done too much already I love
1: it that's a great excuse And they were like, like everyone's like
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 I'm, they're high what are they going to oh, know Oh yeah yeah no totally yeah. they were like completely blitz so smart. they were like sure she's she's totally super wired right smart now. super smart I just didn't yeah the you weren't feeling well that's but so that's kind of is like i drank that's what i did yeah i didn't do drugs
1: but i think also i don't know i guess i i guess i feel like now or even god even in my 20s i just didn't have the energy for the for the clubs and for the crazy and all that like it was kind of like i did it when i when i had the energy to do it and i had the the, desire to do it and then i was done it, it it was like um going to a piece of theater though Oh yeah, what you're describing sounds like I, might I mean I didn't do it a lot I didn't do it
2: every week and I know people who did and were so blase about it and I'm like, how can you be blase about this this is crazy right' like, this is- <laughs> You're seeing Andy Warhol. how can you be yeah. blasé
1: about this yeah
2: nobody gets to see
1: this this is cool that's cool so you did have that perspective you did well have i that, didn't go that much yeah
2: my sister was like a, a bad girl so mm. my parents kind of focused all their attention on trying to keep her in the house and so i got like they yeah. thought i was since i was the good girl i didn't I could have trust a curfew you. and stuff like that yeah
1: i didn't really do anything that stupid i have to say what were the boys like that you got that you dated in high school were they well bad my boys, father or they... didn't
2: want me to go out with anyone who wasn't jewish so i pretty
1: much exclusively went out with
2: um with non-jewish guys
0: uh-huh. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> yes i was the
1: non-jew that many jewish boys went out for of the same you reason were. are you yeah. kidding oh my god yeah. you're like Sheiksa. that's what they dream about yeah so many parents From did not like me Philip Some Roth Some on... were okay but yeah it oh was, my gosh uh, yeah it was hilarious uh, couldn't have been treated worse by by some of my boyfriend's parents
2: oh by your boyfriend's parents.
1: yeah just in terms of oh, i'm like, sure they weren't yeah happy. like when you meet them they just look at you like as if you've done something personally to them and i always oh, sure. i wanted to be jewish so i always was like it, I, it was just such a blow to me every time somebody was like it has dismissive. nothing to do with so you it's your image
2: of it's yeah. your your image
1: yeah there's a great um
2: play called sight unseen I don't know it. Oh my god, you it it's a great play. Um and it's um it, it, it's like a relationship going backwards kind of. Uh-huh. And um it's a, a non-Jewish woman who uh who is in a relationship with a Jewish artist. That's just one of the themes, but uh it, it the last scene is like the first time they met. And she's, he's an art student and she's the model and she's like, you know, she's, she just is so attracted to him and he's so attracted to her, but he's terrified. And she's like, what is the big deal? It's just like a kiss, you know? And he's like, you don't understand you, you represent Danger for me. She's like, Me? Like, I'm scared of everything. How can I represent danger for you? He's like, You're the outside. You're the unknown. You're like, You know, you have to understand my culture. My culture is like, Should I go out to get food? I don't know. It's kind of dark. It's kind of cold. It might take longer than I expect. You know what? Never mind. Let's just stay home. And she's like, That's the weirdest thing I ever heard. But that's like what you probably represented to them. Interesting. God, that's so interesting.
1: Well, did you? And so, okay. So your dad was. Because it's hard to know sometimes. About I was always interested. My
2: dad, in... by the way, my dad, my mom is Irish English Catholic, so my dad had oh! zero to to yeah. yeah he was a total how did your hypocr- mom feel
1: about dating? Did she sort of was she did she step back and like kind of listen to your dad sort of make what he wanted to be the case or was she like I think my mom, mom had enough thing. stuff
2: going on that she wasn't she she didn't she she liked my boyfriends better than I did I think. Oh okay. Whenever right. like they would break up. She's like, oh, well, you know, he's a very charming. <laughs> I'm like, can you have my back, please? He's oh, like, no, totally horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> oh he's uh, a charmer, that one. Yeah.
1: Did you have a bat mitzvah? No. Okay. My father so said... So this is interesting because, yeah, I suddenly no. imagine, based on, well, on what you said... Well, that would mean you'd uh, have to spend money, too. I see. So, I no, see. No. I mean, we, we had terrible Jewish education.
2: Really, my my education was... Don't, don't date anyone who's not it's Jewish. It's so
1: funny. I really thought I had just cracked open the tip of like, oh, you really were like in, that, in a world that we can talk about a little bit. It's so funny that that was well, where Woody he Allen drew the like line. Well, Woody Allen likes
2: sh- Schicks too. Yeah.
1: Woody Allen loves Schicks.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. For it's, sure. Uh, yeah. It's like dipping your toe in, in something dangerous.
1: Who were the... So what were the guys like? Okay, so they weren't Jewish. We know that. No,
2: I, I did go... I went out with one Jewish guy, I think. Yeah. One but, Jewish right. guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you... Where
1: were you meeting
2: these guys? But they were like equally non-Jewish. School, right. Like me. I yeah. I mean, they were Jewish in, in name only. Yeah. Were they
1: like... um how did you? I, I, I always ask the a stupid total, question total because I'm like, I met me my and- boy, the guy, guys at school. That's not even true. But I'm like, <laughs> okay, wait, Janet, just because you went to an all girls school, I've done this to guests before. Like, no, for sure you still have interactions with guys. Okay, Janet, so it's, they it's were not like, like you're at a private school far away. This, this,
2: my school had a reputation for having pretty blondes. So. Yeah, I feel like I I know that, and I know zero about Spence. It's like you know, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth mm-hmm. Paltrow would be your your. your did she ideal. go to Spence? Yeah, she did. She was. She's yeah. younger than I am, and she's but she's more waspy. She's no. She's half she's, Jewish too. Oh, she is. Yeah, I guess her dad's Bruce Jewish. Paltrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but she's, uh, yeah, but she's like the ideal. That's like what they, you know, and there would generally be like a group of Buckley guys. This is a school nearby, or, uh, Alan Stevenson. There'd be just like a group of guys hanging outside the school, waiting (laughs) for the girls to get out. And then there was a place called the Stoop, which was like a block and a half away, and it's where you sat on the steps and smoked. I mean, it was, uh, and, um, I don't I don't know you know you like kind of like walked home with somebody and then you ended up he was your boyfriend yeah it was so strange or you'd go to like someone's birthday party and you'd play like three minutes in the closet and then that person was your boyfriend I I don't really know how it happened I was totally intimidated by the whole thing I mean I really I have to show you this picture of myself like I I I went from being nobody you would touch with a 10-foot pole to like uh who's that one and it was bewildering to me.
1: Yeah. Don't you think it's good that you had that first experience to sort I of I recommend being every, a dork, right? To everybody, in fact. Yeah.
2: Like I have a, a friend, a guy friend who's like super super handsome, but he was like so went through such an awkward stage in high school and the reason he's so sweet is cuz he still thinks of himself as that awkward awkward I boy. agree.
1: I feel like you can
2: i highly endorse having a really rough adolescence (laughs) because it makes you into a better person and you have nowhere to go but up. i
1: agree that's exactly how i feel if you Uh, peak
2: in high school it's just never a good thing i know i completely and totally agree
1: did you have your heart broken
2: oh my gosh so many times i've i'm like way overly sensitive yeah way overly sensitive i'm really romantic too it's something i've tried to like Tamp down a lot because it yeah. just does nothing but get me into trouble <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah no and I also I was like a virgin until my last day of high school and I like treasured that about myself but like was so very you know passionate also so it was like so hard I was like f- I-, I think I was my own worst enemy to be honest with you because I was like there's this image of me that I have to maintain and I think I was the like the, the uh, key master of that, mm-hmm. of that image. And mm-hmm. I thought that if I didn't have that image, then I wouldn't be me.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting, especially this idea. I mean, because I do... I, it is easy to see this kind of... This sort of flat surface of... Um, the expectation that's placed on you by your school in that environment as being like this good student and this well-behaved, it makes you sound very calm and sort of like consistent. I think people think and I yet, am calm. And yet, you know, especially that age, like who's calm at that age? Even the most calmest person is like a turmoil. But inside. I was very
2: watchful because I was trying to learn how I should, my, my home life was so completely different from my school life. And I, was trying to learn how to operate within that kind of waspy framework. So I literally had like the preppy handbook and did not find it ironic in the least. Like I was like, okay, page six.
1: Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I was
2: like, just very quiet and watchful. Interesting. And just seeing how people, and, and because I didn't have the money that some of my friends had to buy the clothes that they had, I kind of, that's, that's when I sort of, like got into vintage clothing because I could, you know, look good for, or look okay. I mean, not if you saw the outfits I wore, they're not, they're very <laughs> 80s, but um, Let me do like it. I could like, you know, improvise and get an outfit that would like pass as expensive when it wasn't sure. expensive. And I actually really, really appreciate that because I think I I, I had to develop style because I had to like find a way around
1: this like Molly Ringwald and Pretty in Pink. So yes, yeah, but sort she of. got to be like the coot. But she was known as like the kooky one, opposed to sort I wasn't of the kooky. A, yeah, I was as opposed to finding a way one. to kind of still fit in, right. and be you know doing that kind of stuff. Did you have a sense too? Uh, I mean it's so easy to keep kind of rubber banding or boomeranging back to the, the very beginning of this conversation, which was like, what makes Los Angeles tricky for you because of your whole experience? I feel like life. I'm going
2: through that thing again, where I'm just being watchful. I'm like, yeah. you know, it's like, it's hard to, um, have to, I have a, 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 now that I'm older, I've developed quite a sharp tongue and I can not be sarcastic, but like, Maybe a little smart alecky. And I also have this like really ridiculous sense of justice in things. And it doesn't jive too well with the way some people act out here. So I, but I have to hold my tongue all the time because you can't like, you can't call people out on stuff all the time and expect to work. I know.
1: (laughs) You really can't. Welcome to Why I Started the Podcast. (laughs) It really is this sort of round two of that kind of like navigating you know through just why wa- i have to watch what i
2: say all the time even though you know some people definitely deserve to be called out on bad behavior yeah i have to say it's I also wish. not just me i have to worry about my husband's reputation like he doesn't really want a wife who badmouths everybody <laughs> like not. that sucks you yeah. know yeah
1: it's so tricky it's tricky because you really want to believe that whole, the whole idea of like a code of justice and this business is really I totally tricky. believe, I believe that with friendships and with that's friendships why sure. I'm so yeah.
2: lucky to have the friends that I have, but I have to like, you know, know when to say something and know when not to say something.
1: Well you just want to believe that this is a world and guys you know we I I it comes up cuz it's Hollywood but I don't it's not a Hollywood podcast but I think in terms of like what it represents in a larger way just what you were saying is you just want to believe that <clears throat> that somebody who's consistently not a good human being should not be rewarded for that behavior and I it's do, not just los angeles that. it's but it's like that no, does but happen. they have
2: to live with themselves and they know yeah. what they do even if they're you know do you think woody allen's having a great day right now I yeah i wouldn't trade so. places with people who, I
1: who behave poorly th-
2: I, i'm not saying even he if he did it i'm not saying he did it i'm just saying he's
1: done enough stuff that right. is not good things I have don't been think a, he's, it's been a tricky yeah it's been a tricky world for yeah. that one
2: yeah um that kind of behavior is you know that well, never mind i 'm
1: not going to say, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's a, some behavior there's a, is cute
2: when you 're in your thirties and early forties, and not so cute when you 're seventy and eighty
1: yeah that 's what i 'm going to say, yeah, I think that 's fair generalization mm-hmm. also um, I think that's definitely fair yeah it's eh. did you Did you take advantage of the sort of reasons why? people go to New York. Then when we talk about the sort of museums and and going to theater,
2: completely, I really did.
1: And you know, the thing that I think that I love about
2: New York, uh, being a teenager in New York is that you have no excuse to be bored. None. There's something going on. There's too much going on. There's things that are free going on. I went to the museum all the time. I went and did my homework at the Met.
1: Ah, oh, that's so great! In the like, it, it was
2: so calm and lovely, and uh, I would go there, you know, fairly often to do my homework. And um, I saw shows. I you don't have you don't have to worry about drunken driving at all. You, yeah, if you get drunk, you hop
1: in a cab. Yeah, uh, maybe the cab driver's drunk, but we don't have to know <laughs> about that. Um, There's a better chance of being not on the road with drunks than there is in being in L.A. That's for sure. I think so.
2: I mean, yeah. I I think like a lot of um, Problems for teenagers happen because they're bored.
1: That's just what I was about to say. Yeah, if you're bored in New York,
2: then it's your own damn fault. Yeah, really, honestly.
1: I did you. um, Did you also? I mean, with all of that stimuli around you, um, you mentioned that you know, aside from performing, that your that your teacher had said that you had an aptitude also for like visual arts and stuff like that. I mean, did you feel that you had even in this world of so much stimuli, did you feel you had a rich imagination? Did you feel like you like, did you disappear into books and movies and stuff I like that? You, said you were romantic. I had a wonderful,
2: well, I, first of all, um, I had a wonderful art teacher who's, uh, I actually love to know if she's still alive and thank her if I could ever find her. Her name was Diane Martin and she, uh, I love to paint and it was a real respite for me And she gave me the keys to the art room and said, you can stay here as long as you like, just, you know, you have to leave by nine, but you can lock up and I would put on, we had a record player and they had like three records, which were the Cars, Candio, Hot Rocks, and uh, oh, no, they had Cat Stevens. And then what was the other? Oh, Squeeze. Okay, they had squeeze the cars, squeeze singles, squeeze and yes, in and, and, and they had paint Amazing. on them, so they would skip. But oh, yeah, I just that's put them such on a great image. and just paint until you know seven or eight, and then leave. And I cannot tell you what a blessing that was. It probably that and doing theater at collegiate, which was the boys' school across town. They had a wonderful theater facility. Um, those were the two things that really saved me. I mean, and and not only saved me, but just like I think about all, all, all the time.
1: What a wonderful thing. So
2: too. good things can come out of that school. And I had sure, some great sure. teachers too. Really great. Teachers. Yeah. And I know how to write a topic sentence, <laughs> <laughs> which is no small sure. thing. I do. Oh yeah, you do. I'm sure do. you do. Maybe
1: I do. Gosh, my dad, if he listened to this would be as an English teacher, would be like, I don't if even you know. I don't know how to <laughs> write a topic. Sentence. <laughs> I could write yeah. a paper on anything. Yeah. I really, at this point, I think I, I maybe I could too, but yeah, it's because, but it's also because like I was more interested in those subjects. I think, also and I liked writing Uh, a great deal even like chore writing I still kind of enjoyed
2: well yeah depending on what you're writing depending on what yeah but this all this teacher also taught art history and she gave I will never forget this assignment she gave we had to go to the we had to go to MoMA and sit in front of this particular Cezanne painting and just sit in front of it for an hour and write what happens to us, right? What we see. And I'm like, I just can't imagine something worse. Like I, this is horrible. You're like a teenager, like sitting still for an hour. Like this is the worst. This is the worst punishment. And I sat there and then all of a sudden things started to pop out at me. And I wrote, Probably the best paper I've ever written in my life that I have <sighs> kept. I'm like, I can't. Believe, I could never write
1: something like That's that. That's what I see when I see I stuff I wrote never... in like high school and college. I'm like, uh oh, I must be getting dumber. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely dumber. I mean, I'm... because we're not exercising those muscles in the same way. No, especially but creative I know a lot
2: about like, yeah. uh, goosebumps the show <laughs> and i know a lot about super why and thomas the Train. i know that's a fair. lot that's a fair, lot it's about fair to have those be priorities right um, now well, that's so sad but i mean it, it, that the it, the fact that uh uh she came up with that idea mm. and trusted teenagers to come up with something really interesting to say and my paper wasn't wasn't like as good as some other people's papers mm. it was just such an inspired wonderful like adult thing to give a a teenager to do and also just that they it was like to just sit there and and have to sit there and and see what happens is something that like I don't think a lot of kids get anymore. And I didn't have cell phones. We didn't have cell phones yeah. and stuff like that. Our, our our attention is so fractured now.
1: Let me ask you this real quick. Did you guys go as a group or was that like as an assignment that you like? My question is, could a worse student or a, a slyer person have just lied and pretend that they'd of done that? Yeah. No, no,
2: no. You we, were accountable we went, for we doing We went for a visit. I think we went for a group visit. And then she said, your assignment is to come back here. Uh, one time in the next week, and sit there for an hour yeah See,
1: yeah you I could think, have definitely people slacked it. and i think it's cool that you went you were. i think what i'm like you what I don't like, understand i had to follow rules but that's i would what I'm feel saying. so bad but what if i'm I didn't interested in this is what i'm interested in is i'm interested in the benefit like what was so tough about it still unlocked some moments for you including like if you hadn't been such a good kid she never would have left you with those keys so it is this sort of like you did get a reward i, I mean i don't know i don't know this person but Ba- I'm just basing this. So I'm making my own Zandy story now in yeah. my head, but, um, but you know, this idea that you, that you did earn the freedom to be able to have those keys and be in that art room by yourself, listening to those records, which to me is one of the nicest images that, that's come up for me on the podcast. It's I mean, I'm really just in nice love that actually makes with that very, image. That I think it's so very, beautiful, you know, and I, I hope I gave her even like a little
2: bit of the. The happiness she gave me.
0: Oh, it's so beautiful, Sandy. I just love it. I just think it's... That to me is... I, what you she just knew dis- I was going through a rough time,
2: too. And she, we never talked about it. But she just... She just knew that would make
1: me feel good. It's a beautiful, I'm beautiful sorry. story. <laughs> no, I'm so like, moved. I'm so moved. She was a really special teacher. And I did have some really
2: special teachers there. And I got to remember that and not just feel resentful about that school.
1: Yeah because uh, it's easy you know it's too easy well the to tough do that. stuff is so powerful i mean it just creates it can create so we, we can put up so many walls and we can box in the experiences that we have that make us you know that make us feel those intense negative emotions they just have so much power and it's so nice to revisit experiences that have a different kind of power you know
2: Where did you go to college? Did you go to a private college? I went to to
1: school for... These guys know a little bit about this, I think. But I went to school for my first couple of years in northern Arizona in a very small, just oh, little so you school. you didn't go
2: really far from
1: home. I didn't go too far from home, but I went as far from home as I could. Right. It, because I got as, a, as, as a, with my graduation, like I got a scholarship, a full ride for four years to any, uh, school in Arizona because of my, uh, uh, uh. and my, we had zero money. I mean, I, my parents gave me like $2,000 when you I graduated they were public school yeah. teachers and they, <laughs> and they didn't make a ton of money. money. Yeah. It seems so shocking yeah. to me. Yeah. They basically gave me like, I swear it was like $2,000. And we're like, well, this is what we were able to, you know what I mean? It just wasn't. And so I had that scholarship. So I, I used that scholarship and then, and I did love my time there, but I just eventually, um, yeah, I just was ready. I really wanted to live in San Francisco. I had visited when I was 13 and I was, I was fixated on it. Of course. And it was such a priority that finally, um, the, Ha- literally halfway through, like I had done one semester of my two two semesters of junior year, um, I just flipped out and like quit school and moved to San Francisco to establish residency for a year so I could go to a state school and oh, just put myself my through God. school there. Um, what, what did your
2: parents think?
1: I mean, they were actually pretty cool about it. I don't remember why they were, but I think because I was so solid about knowing. I, I think it's because I wasn't like. Fuck this you guys I right. am going to San Fran You're I like, was like I really listen, want to do this Yeah I was like listen, And also I was getting great grades So it wasn't like I They weren't worried about you Yeah I was like Listen I have a 3.9 GPA mm-hmm. But I'm going to leave school For a year So that I can finish At you know In San Francisco So it sounded like A good enough plan That they were like Oh okay That sounds like a thing Right You know And so I think It they, wasn't like they I'm going to join the circus Yeah it wasn't that <laughs> It wasn't that And they also They just were never and Neither one of my parents Was ever like Up in my business business about college ever or about oh, about so career healthy. ever. I never felt like they pushed me. If anything I felt maybe I got pushed in the direction of staying as staying being a performer because my dad really believed in me. But I That don't know is that, so
2: smart. I, yeah. I I gotta remember that when my kids start applying to college to just ease off i mean
0: i turned out okay like you know oh i I think you
2: i think if you know yourself you choose the the college that's right for you yeah that you need and I has
0: nothing to do with the
2: harvard and
1: yeah and i got scholarships to i got partial scholarships to places in the pacific northwest because i always i also really wanted to live there but yeah i was a very pragmatic child and i was like i don't want to owe money as a performer yeah. panic,
2: you know, because they knew you would so to be a pragmatist
1: about performing. You know what I mean? It's like I knew I wanted to be a theater major, but I also knew I didn't think I'd be able to pay back student loans as a theater major. Right. So it was a weird twist of so like, well, I want study? to do art. I did study theater, but I just paid for, you know, like I, I went to, I had my scholarship for the first two and then San Francisco State was really not that not expensive. So I just had jobs. San it took me a long time. But was
2: San Francisco expensive to live in? Yeah, it was expensive. Time?
1: I mean, I, w- I was going to school, like I would take like two classes semester and basically work full time. Right, right. You know. Right. Um but uh my dad was so excited head.
2: that I wanted to go to a state school. Yeah. So excited. Yeah. It was like the least expensive school I applied to. And he's like, Great.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Good. Sounds good. Well I, I always feel and I always tell my friends who have kids, like, I mean obviously if you make enough money where you can f- easily afford a school, but it still feels stressful because they're all so expensive. Yeah. I mean, that's a different story, but to me, there is something so liberating in my parents being like, well, we did the best we could. Yeah. You're on your own. Yeah. I don't feel that I was pushed out of the nest in any way. I don't feel that. Uh, but like my friends who, you know, I have a friend who has a daughter in college and she wanted to go to medical school and he killed himself trying to save money for her to be able to go to medis- medical school. And I really, well, I think he's an amazing dad and I love and cherish him as a, you know, as a father figure, seeing him do that. Yeah. I, at the same time, I kept saying like, you know, you just do, do the best you can. You don't owe your child medical school. Like right. it doesn't right. really ha- it doesn't work that way. Not if you're, you're not a lawyer. You're not a, you know what I mean? Right. He, was a, right. he was a cook. Oh and God so was just and so those well, parents that that, sacrifice everything in their lives to create that college experience, and, and also for a you child. can take a you can take
2: a loan out and then if they're in medical school they 'll probably earn it back pretty yeah. soon
1: afterwards yeah. too right yeah i mean it's just it's interesting,
2: and also I think it makes the child appreciate it more if they have to work a little bit for
1: it, you know i don't know it's it's just tricky and I'm not saying there's a right or wrong way to do it, but i I just feel like for People who are parents out there, and now I have so many friends who are parents of t- toddlers yeah. who are agonizing over where they're going to get the money for a college education. I'm like, you know what? It will, it will work oh, out. I so,
0: too many people
1: are in this position. Something's got to give, or you hope, they'll, you know, I mean, uh, or you they'll be like me and be a smart kid who gets great grades at a very plain school. And still makes a living and is okay. Yeah, I and mean, I could be making a living. Not it's not like all I could do is be a performer. Now I'm monologuing. Now I'm talking to no, no, myself. No, no, I want to hear. No, I believe. But am... like I could have done. You know, I could be an interior designer right now without a degree in interior design. Like that's right. the. You know, you figure I, out if how you, to get on the world. If everybody on the job saw experience. this
2: house, they would know
1: that that's the truth. Well, that's only because I worked. <laughs> but I mean, like I worked as like I this answered phones at a. You know, I answered phones at a design firm, and then I was promoted, and then I was promoted again, and like that's so. There's ways to do it, even if you don't have you're not blessed with a tuition that's paid for and and also maybe you don't even have to owe well, also, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I in student heard something loans.
2: so interesting the other day on uh, one of the great joys of being out in LA is the great radio that you have out here. So um uh I was listening to someone talking about like how we're like, you know, so stressed out about sending our kids to college so they can get a good education so they can get a good job when we don't even know what the jobs will be like when our kids are older we can't even conceive of the jobs that are that are going to appear we have no idea so we're educating them for stuff that we don't even know about that's a really good point like really really we
1: don't know what the educational structure is going to be like yeah and what's necessary yeah and how many robots are going to replace how many people and how many people are going to replace how many robots? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, knows? exactly. That's such a good point um we listen uh, this is time has flown by this is I, awesome. I gotta get into our mash game this is our most MASH, musical what, oh dear did you ever play this uh, once again gonna this is the song of why didn't i tell zandy i was gonna do this before the podcast because now <laughs> i have scared. to explain really to you what scared. it is but it's mansion apartment shack house uh-huh. and you would do like uh, this is something i played mansion when i was little apartment that's what mash stands for and then what i do is like three categories i'll do categories all the way across okay. This is a game that we used to play when i was younger okay um um, which I don't know if you, it sounds like maybe you never played, no. but basically when in the old days you would be like, I could explain to this offline cause these poor listeners have heard me do this before, but, yeah, I'm sorry. um, no, 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 it's my, it's all me. Um, but it would be like in the old days it would just be like, okay, name, three numbers of kids that you might have ah. Name three cars oh, that well, you I did, definitely drive. did that name three you, so your, that's so the mash stands who your husband's going to be exactly. right okay so that's and the mash stands for mansion apartment shack or house okay so uh whatever else we do that's kind of built in and then like i do like a thing at the end where i'm like tell me when to stop and then i pick whatever number it is in the night process of elimination and okay. then i'm like this is what your future okay so this is our fake future for you now good okay uh many a married engaged and uh non-single person almost entirely all of my uh guests have been in relationships um but the classic traditional does involve who's your husband gonna be in this case it could be your fantasy affair that you would never have it could be just someone you have a crush on that you're gonna spend a day with completely
2: dangerous could also just
1: be uh, we'll play the the teenage version and it's the like, teenage what version. Okay. Teenage like what three guys when you were a teenager <laughs> would you have wanted? Like, was it Michael J. Fox? Was it Ralph Macchio? Oh, you mean? Was oh, it, oh you know okay. I mean? You mean like, in theory? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, this is, is so easy, and
2: it would be under all four categories. Yeah, it would be Sting. Oh my God,
1: you loved Sting. I love oh it. Oh my God, Sting. you cannot pick if Sting if you, you could like call I have three up any high school you, friend
2: yeah. of mine, <laughs> and they would say, "Oh, any?" Can I tell you and, something?
1: I'm going to see him in concert um on Saturday night. It he's doesn't playing hold with Paul
2: Simon. It, oh, oh, well that I would be excited. <laughs> he cool. doesn't he's gotten kind of cheesy in his I know old he's age. very cheesy. It's
1: very disappointing. I don't know what they're going to do, but Post when I found out they were job, playing together. he got geez,
2: he got a nose job. Well, I'll tell you why I know because that that painting that I painted oh, no. that my art was of Sting. Okay. That. so i stared at his face for so many hours i'm Please gonna find a picture. a picture i have i do have it so i do happy. i will try to find it no i didn't
1: bring oh, it with god. me but i will it's get, god will you've got to find you. it i am losing my mind i'm dying to see it you can only pick staying it's once so... you have to pick two other guys two other guys yeah and, and they're fun. they're like just the people like, aspirational no you know what i mean like oh, well, people who, would know like, okay. people we would know who they are like okay. that you had a crush on when you were a teenager so it wouldn't be michael morenovich I mean I guess it's no, just, just not as fun as if like it was Kirk Cameron or like you okay, know Okay let's see
2: uh Sting God, I love really it. it's I like love a little You were painting
1: a portrait of Sting that's wonderful. You 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 just
2: have to see this portrait it has a oh, castle a, a like a like a dilapidated castle and the waves crashing against the castle and then a a partially concealed by a cloud moon <laughs> and
1: you just don't don't even know how ridiculous one of his album covers that you painted
2: i put it they did an art show in the lobby and like people asked me to do their portraits based on this This it's ridiculous and it's the best thing i've ever painted the best thing i've ever heard it's so so ridiculous it's so over the top um okay so (sighs) let's see sting god who did i have a crush on oh in high school sting <laughs> i'm really i'm drawing a blank <laughs> you, your heart
1: belonged to sting
2: oh who oh my else god there? that's so funny james spader mm.
1: james spader 80s james spader same. oh my same, god same same boy we really would have fought over uh <sighs> we would have fought oh i know over our fake boyfriends did you watch general hospital
2: i didn't okay but i know I a guy feel named, like named uh he played um oh shoot I should ask, do you know Lisa Le Cicero? Cause uh-uh. She, she, he played, uh, she's an, a wonderful actress and a lovely woman who lives out here. And she now... She's on General Hospital Amazing. now, and she's worked with him. He's
1: is that, back on. Like a Luke,
2: or like a yeah, Jake no, it wasn't. Like it was a... he played Robert Scorpio, and his name was Tristan. Amazing. And I don't know, can't remember. because I was matter deeply, I'm putting Robert deeply, Scorpio deeply, 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 deeply in love with him. Um, <laughs> deeply. I love this. List if you had so asked much. me when I was little, I would have said Kojak. That was who I had oh, a huge that's crush. Gorgeous.
1: <laughs> but oh, no, um, my God, those are brilliant. Okay, this Robert Scorpio. Scorpio. Scorpio, James Spader. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm gonna take it back and say, yeah, you live in LA now, so now you have to get excited about cars. Not true, but um, but that was one of the ones in that was one definitely one of the old school categories too. So give me three cars Cars. you would drive. I don't know cars
2: that well. I like my car, but it's not very exciting. What is it? It's a uh, Jetta wagon. Great. Really? It's so. I mean, I've actually always wanted a Jetta. I don't know why. There you go. Um I think jaguars are gorgeous. Sure. Right. Sure. Like old school Jaguars. There Not you the go. boxy ones, but no, like the sleek. Yeah, sleek. Yeah. And
1: then what's
2: oh I guess an Aston Martin perfect. Right? Perfect.
1: This Hi. is get this is super old school. I'm loving it. Yeah. Three places that you have a vacation home. Uh um, well, be New York City I at this I have point. to say I mean this it, I have to say the Hamptons
2: because not because of the scene, but because it is so really beautiful. Oh yeah. It's like legitimately beautiful. And there's a reason why people want to go out. Absolutely. And then maybe in a vacation home
1: or a home could just be like a second home. So maybe you could have a second home in New York. I'm giving you that option. Paris great it's not really a vacation I mean is that oh yeah it is yeah. because please it's per- it's basically a place where you would like to be able to spend as much time as you want I have to do four categories for that then I uh, how about um you Sicily you only get three. You only get three. And right now you have not picked New York City. So that's fair. Oh, but that's not a vacation home. That's but where like, I want to live. Like oh, where I want to live. This is like, well, oh yeah, no, we'll do where you want to live. We'll where, do. Yeah, okay. No, so this is vacation. So the, yeah. Home. So these are vacation homes. All yeah, right. No, so New no. York City. Well, then I have to. move. Okay. So, so move Paris to where I'd like to live. Great. Got it.
2: And then vacation home. Scratch that off and yep. put Nova Scotia.
1: Oh, good one. Haven't been dying to. Oh,
2: wow. You're in for a treat. I'm
1: dying to go. Everyone knows that I am one of many young women who obsessed over, uh, Anne of green Gables. Oh yeah. Did yes. you also,
2: Did I, you know? I didn't obsess, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, I like little house on the prairie. Oh, I've never
1: seen it. Oh, I'm not, no, read no,
2: no, no read it to read it. I never like the read show. or
1: seen, never read, never the, read. The books
2: are incredible.
1: Maybe I'm so upset read, that I have two boys cause we'll never read little
2: house on the prairie. Never say never. No, <laughs> no, really. You know your boys. I, I, no, I, I, yeah. they, they're either going to be like little Casanovas or gay.
1: Mm-hmm. great but either way
0: either way i'm interested. happy yeah <laughs> as long as they treat the
2: girls or boys nicely
1: you'll make sure that'll be make sure okay so okay so main home new york city paris
2: new york city paris and um definitely not london yeah um, same i feel the same uh f- 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 i haven't been to that many places um i haven't been to well chapel hill Oh, Chapel nice. Hill. I've never been, but people do love. Chapel Hill. That's where I went to school. Okay, great. Yeah, great. That great, wouldn't great. be a bad place to live at all.
1: Um, okay. Three. Portraits. Oh, boy. That you would paint now. Is this based on what portraits. I was? Yeah, saying? I'm just now I'm just now I've now now I veered off into Zandy specific categories port- based on our three podcast portraits conversation.
2: Oh, I'm going to sound so pretentious saying this. Um, I'm going to check off. Great. Three portraits. It has to be someone famous. Hmm. You know what? That's hard for me. I I mean, I like when I ride the subway, there's some great faces. Okay. I'm going to put subway face a second one. I mean, really great. Like a great character face. Yeah. Uh, Oh my gosh! I don't want to waste time. That's really but, okay. Uh, let me think, let me think.
1: Could even maybe be like Gloria oh, Steinem. She's got a great. fantastic, intelligent face. I agree. Great answers! Oh my god! I can't believe how fast you came up with those answers. I gotta say, great. Subway? Skills. That's not really. Subway? Face? No, but it's so true. I know. It's so true. I, I was thinking that. There was, some, uh, there was some other place I was recently that I was like, God, I'm seeing just like the most wonderful, just faces that have seen everything. And oh, yeah, I know. I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, okay. And Three, they're unaware of being
2: seen. And unaware of because being Because they're seen. in their own world. Yes. They're like, you know, they're not posed. They're not aware of completely, themselves.
1: Completely completely agree. Completely yeah. agree. Um, okay. Three movies that this I always like this one mm. that you can go into and live in for as little or as long as you like.
0: Explain just like that you can just like that total I love imaginary, so much. yeah,
1: total imaginary. Just like you can pop into Mary Poppins, or you can pop into probably not Metropolitan, that Wes movie, because that's what you already experienced. Mm. Um, or like you know, Star Wars, or. That I would like to, yeah, just not that, would that be I love, not movies that I. L- well, it could be like, for example, there might be a movie that you love that's like still so dark you would never want to necessarily pop in. But like, are there characters and a place okay, that well, would be fun to pop? I into? I love
2: Babette's Feast.
1: Oh, wonderful! Um, that's God. I haven't seen that since I was too you know young that he just to died,
2: understand it. The guy who who made that. Oh, poem. I don't know if I did know that he just he just died that's one of the best films i've ever seen in my life i need to revisit that guy that's gonna make heads you cry up. That's, no but in a great way yeah. like one of those like cathartic uh, so cathartic and like makes you feel better about humanity cries oh that's it's nice. so good because
1: i just lost my shit over life of pie and i don't know if i can go back to that no no it's not like soon. life of pie okay. no 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 this is great. i was like unwell no, this is
2: like I'm so happy to be alive. Oh, that's I great! Know, yeah, I love that cry. Okay, um, good. Singing in the rain. Great. And, is something that I'd like. Uh, I um, you know, any Wes Anderson film would not be bad to pop in. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that those are so beautiful. Want to pick one? Well, the last one I saw was Moonrise kingdom. Yeah. But I'm so excited for the new one. The I know, me Grand too. Budapest tata. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to see Ray fines do something funny cuz I think he is really I funny. I agree with you. I think, I think he's so funny choice. and he yeah. he has to play so d- dark, but there's always such a sense of humor in his performances. Yeah. And uh, I mean, for example, playing a Nazi, you just can't get more like Depressing Telegram. than that and he could find like something funny Some about lightness it. In it. I know it's amazing. I, I'm so excited for that <sighs> movie. But yeah, any Wes Anderson yeah, film is is
1: fine with me. Um Okay, these are great. Those are great. Uh how about you have a shop in New York City. You don't have to do any of the like hard, stressful work. It's not like it's really hard to keep the shopkeeper. <laughs> yeah. But you are you have the luxury of just having this wonderful shop that is providing some sort of service or goods to the city of New York. Um, tell me three, uh, if you like, you can sort of place them in a certain area. If you have an idea of like, Oh, I would want to shoe shop in Olita versus a cafe in the Upper West Side or whatever. Right. If you have an image of like that, you want to place that where an area where you want to place them to. Well, they'd all probably
2: be in the West village. Cause you know, that's my, that's my, my love great it. love. Um, but uh i actually had an idea for like a a place that was a half a cafe and then the other half was a play space for kids oh with great. people to look after the kids and in between would be a plexiglass wall so the parents could sit and have read the paper and have a coffee and talk to other people and see their kids being taken care of in the other room and just have a place where they, you pay by the hour or half hour or something. So they could just have, I remember when I had my kids and they were really little and I just really needed like adult company and I needed some
1: peace and quiet. And it was... I don't know why this isn't a thing on every block, honestly, because I feel like it's expensive and you have to get a license for oh, a coffee. Okay. Like I, it's, coffee doable. it's doable. It's yeah. doable. But I think I passed a place in Paris that had this, by the way. I, I,
2: th- I think it makes total sense. It's, great. it's such a... When you have little kids, oh my God, it's such a yeah. blessing to be able to talk to other adults for a second and just have some peace and quiet. I,
1: I love it. So that would be brilliant. one idea.
2: Another idea... Mm. well there's a there's a store uh in the west village that this lovely woman runs and it's called tyke and i think i'd like to have a store like that where it's like she has a child so there's some kid things and then there's definitely adult things beautiful jewelry i don't get those there i was thinking maybe i did but i didn't um Beautiful jewelry, some clothing. Like, you know, this is all very, like, silly stuff, but, no, um, but it's, a, it's, a nice it's all chosen by her. It's yeah. like just a few artists. It has its own voice
1: inside, and it's her voice. And I everything's
2: like beautiful, and everything's, like, packaged beautifully, and everything's good quality, and it's nice, soft materials. And I'm, like, very, very perhaps too aesthetically uh inclined like i'm definitely a sucker for packaging and stuff like that i'm i I get into the artistry of it in such a huge way yeah but it's you know you can you can overdo it yeah but but there is something like uh there is something to a store where everything is chosen with love yeah not for by expense but by love and you can tell and every time i go in there i see something that I just feel like I can't live without. Which of course I can. Yeah, um, <laughs> of <laughs> they're course they're Oh, and they're doing course, and their and a, and, a, and, a, and there's also in my. My old neighborhood, a beautiful second hand bookstore oh, that's great and there's uh, you know a guy in there who runs it, and he always has people visiting him, like sitting having coffee with him, and he knows every single book inside and out, and people can come in and chat with him all day and it's just one of those places where you're yeah. like this is really special and i'd love to pretend that i'm super literary and know every book that's ever read and that anyone could come in and chat with me and buy a beautiful book agreed
1: great great answer okay and then final question is uh three skills that you wake up tomorrow and you have an aptitude for them as if you've always been able to do it like you're like wonderful at it singing and dancing great
2: um uh, carpentry
1: Mm, I love it. And, let's see.
2: Uh, being able to speak a fluent language perfectly. Which one? Well, it would be, I, I, I've almost gotten fluent in French. It would be so nice to be fluent in French, although that's really not the most useful language. I feel the same. But it would just be I nice to like finally, I like, know just break that iceberg open. Yeah, <laughs> it really I would be nice. Agree. But I, I mean, same. you know, Spanish would be more, Yeah,
1: but this is a V a fantasy. Oh, okay. So you fantasy. don't have to be Okay, French. Yeah. It's so um, pretty. Okay. Tell me when to stop. I like stop. French people too. Oh, me too. Love them. Um, what? tell oh, me tell when, tell when, me to, when stop? to stop. Now. One two three four five six seven eight nine ten. Ooh, we got, okay. So here's what happens. Take a break, tally up, get back with results. End of podcast. Okay. All right. Feel free to do anything you want to with this time, but I'm pausing it now. Ready to reveal your future. Okay. Um, your fake future. All due respect to David <laughs> Wing, because I'm about to tell you who your <laughs> fake husband is. Uh, okay. First of all, I want to rip off the Band-Aid and tell you that you uh, did not end up with Sting. <sighs> I, don't, I think
2: that's probably a good thing, all in all. He might be kind of creeped out by the portrait, to be honest with you. Or saddened that I, it's his old nose. I think he wouldn't want to see his old nose. I
1: think you're right. That's probably why that didn't work and out. And he'd
2: probably like, cheat on me and stuff like that.
1: I mean, we don't... We don't the we tantric don't
2: sex talk. would be
1: nice, though. That would be nice. I guess it would. I Sometimes I worry about like whether or not a woman can listen. I don't know. Uh, it's a whole other conversation. Uh, I want you to uh, also Women be very proud... Blue-balled. They definitely can. They totally can. Oh, please. We've all been there. Yeah. Right, guys? (laughs) I have. Um, uh, You did paint an amazing portrait of Chekhov, which I think is quite wonderful. Oh, good. You probably did that at either your house... In uh, I'm thinking maybe you did that in your spare Wait, time. Wait, if I didn't, if I didn't house. marry
2: Sting, then who did I marry? I'll come back. Oh, to you're that. coming back. I just okay. To oh, do it that sorry. Way All right.
1: Sorry. Um, no, I didn't know what I was doing. Listen, there's no rhyme or reason to this. Okay. But you do have uh, two charming houses. Your oh. vacation home, I feel, is where you painted the portrait of Chekhov, and that is in Nova Scotia. Okay. And uh, that's probably also where you do some of your carpentry. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not sure how much of it you're doing at your home. In your house in the West Village in New York City, which is just walking distance from your little cafe where they have the little oh, area for kids my to play. God, this is sounding pretty good. This isn't
2: sounds it? perfect.
1: Yeah. yeah, You drive a Jetta wagon. Uh huh. Um, which, which is like that's why I'm starting to feel like I'm getting creeped out by how yeah. real this seems. Uh, but you know what? If you ever want to just escape into fantasy, you can drop right into Moonrise Kingdom, which also feels very appropriate. It feels like East Coast sweet. Hampton Z kind of it's almost like you got all of that yeah. on top and um you're sharing all of this oh, with-, with respect to David <laughs> You are sharing this with James Spader. Oh, Young James Spader. I Young still like James him Fader. now. I know. He's still... No, he's I'm very fine with him
2: now. List. He's yeah. smart. He's great. I know,
1: I know. He's fantastic. I think you really got a good one. I got to save all of these three. It's definitely the favorite for me. Wow. I'm, very I'm happy really, you. really happy with You've the, got the way my life is going to turn out. Life. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> terrific. Um, So much fun.
2: Thank you so much oh, for doing Janet, the podcast. Thank Andy. you. I feel so... I, I feel so embarrassed that I got... Uh, choked
1: up. You Wouldn't be the first. It was a and good lady I, to get choked please, up. Please. I got choked up and it wasn't my story. So who should be embarrassed <laughs> if anyone me. Um, but thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited that thank you're you in you're in me. LA. And as we were talking about it, I was thinking about trying, I'm thinking about places that like, I would want to maybe take you that will make you soften to it. Cause I know, there's, there's stuff so I have much- to do for myself when I feel like I hate this place. I have my places where I'm like, you know what? If I just come, I'll feel a little better. Yeah. 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 I, I know there's places out there like that here and don't worry you always have your fake and,
2: <laughs> and i have james spader to look
0: forward to
1: <laughs> he's gonna cheer you right up oh my god i know he oh. will. i just know it oh. all right guys uh well we will talk to you next time on the podcast